Friends, grace and peace to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is Michelangelo's David. It is one of the most exquisite works of art in all of Western civilization. How many of you have seen Michelangelo's David, whether in Florence or just, you know, in general, right? You've seen this image. We had quite a debate this morning, by the way, of how low we should take the picture. We settled on the head, but the rest of him is beautiful, too, right? He's gorgeous. He is Michelangelo's image of the, like, perfect male specimen of Western Renaissance Europe. He's tall. Actually, as tall as Goliath is, as recorded in Scripture. His hands are like twice as big as they should be. He has literally chiseled abs. He is hot. And of course he is, because as you just heard in the Scriptures in 1 Samuel, he is described as being ruddy, whatever that means, and handsome, and has beautiful eyes. And you have to say it like that, of course, right? He's ruddy, handsome, and has beautiful eyes. He's pretty. Now, it's no surprise that Michelangelo thought that, of course, if you know anything about Michelangelo. But what's interesting and ironic is in 1 Samuel, just a few verses before, which you also just heard, God clearly says, don't look at outward appearances. That's not what matters. It doesn't matter whether he's ruddy, handsome, and has beautiful eyes. Because God sees the heart. That's what matters to God, right? Which is a good story. It's one we're fairly familiar with, right? You know, we've seen Beauty and the Beast, or The Ugly Duckling, or The Princess Diaries. Like, there's all kinds of stories out there about how what people look like on the outside doesn't matter as much as what's on the inside. Now, those are good stories, to be clear. But here's the thing. I'm not sure what God saw when God saw David's heart. If the point of this story is that God sees the heart, and the heart is beautiful, even if on the surface he's not as ruddy, handsome, and Beautiful eyes, as scripture says. I'm one of those who thinks that probably that was the king himself telling the scribe to, you know, describe him a little bit more. Right? Wouldn't be the first time that a king asks for compliments that might not necessarily be warranted. But be that as it may. What if David was actually not like this, but more like, you know, this or whatever, right? It's what's inside that matters. And that's a good story. It's a good story because we want to judge people not by the color of their skin or the 
appearance that they have, but by the content of their character. It's a good story when, when the beast turns out to be as beautiful inside, and then, oh, lo and behold, as beautiful outside too, as the story goes. But when I see David, I mean, I can't see his heart. I can't see his mind. I just have to infer from his actions what's going on in here. And if you know David's story, you know that what's going on in here is not beautiful at all. David raped his neighbor's wife and then killed his neighbor to cover it up. David's own son raped David's daughter, his son's half-sister, and David looked the other way. David wasn't great. In fact, it's, it's hard for me to figure out what God saw in him that was even remotely beautiful. I mean, I guess there's that story of his courage, right? David and Goliath, as you can see, well, you might not, but he's got a slingshot over his beautiful naked shoulder. But as, as it turns out, there's this wonderful TED Talk that's out there. You, you can look it up if you want. This fabulous story of David, the underdog, up against a big, huge giant. Turns out David was actually super well prepared for that fight. And Goliath was suffering with, like, hundreds of disabilities. David took advantage of his disabilities and won. And would have won pretty handily and pretty easily. Even his courage and strength are in question. So what's going on in David's heart that God apparently sees? That to the rest of us, according at least to what David does, isn't all that great. Now I want to be clear. The stories about the beauty within, the you know, ugly duckling, beauty and the beast, princess diaries kind of they're good stories, right? They're at least a lot better than the stories where the pretty people always prosper. It's lovely when there's a story about someone whose heart somehow conquers their apparently ugly skin by societal standards. But what if? What if what God sees when God sees David's heart is as ugly as sin. And God chooses David anyway. What if that's the story we're working with here? What if David might not actually be very pretty at all? But regardless, what if his heart is broken, ugly, Full of sin, as his later actions seem to point out. And God chooses him anyway. What would that mean for us? You see, it's a good step in the right direction when we decide not to judge as Cosmo or People magazine judges when we decide to look at someone's heart, their character, to point out the ways in which 
People who other people think are ugly are really beautiful inside or strong or wonderful or compassionate or smart or whatever. That's a good step. But what if what's going on inside of you really isn't all that pretty? I can't be the only one here whose heart has some pretty ugly stuff going on. When we start talking about the beauty in the beast, when we start talking about the beauty inside, I wonder if sometimes we just fall into a slightly different but similar trap where we're still judging. We're still adjudicating. We're still deciding whether this person is a good person or a bad person, not based on how beautiful they are on the outside, but based on what's going on on the inside, which is fine, I guess. But aren't we still weighing our neighbors? If not on an actual scale, some other scale. And what if when you look at yourself in the mirror, the mirror that shows your heart, not just your skin, you don't measure up? Can God love you anyway? I wonder if maybe that's exactly what God saw when God saw David. Not some inner strength or inner beauty or inner compassion or inner ethic or inner whatever. But what God saw was how dirty and rotten and terrible he was to the core. And God said, in the words of one of my favorite artists, Ani DeFranco, well, you've left me with nothing, but I've worked with less. I mean, is David any better or worse than Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob? And what if that's the point? What if the point is that Deep down inside, we've all got our stuff. And God sees it. And it doesn't make God turn God's head away. God doesn't look at your heart and see the gross stuff there and say, not only is this person a little rough around the edges on the outside, but on the inside. What if God sees you exactly as you are? And says, I can work with this. I can love this one. I can choose this one. I can make this one. The way I worked with dust and dirt in the beginning. And what if that's the gift that holy baptism is? The gift of God seeing what's deep inside and saying, Okay. I guess this is what we're left with. And it's as beautiful as I can make it become. In the history of Israel, David gets held up as that, right? Strong, beautiful, handsome. And when the people of Israel begin to long for someone who will come to save them, they they start looking for a Messiah, one who for many of them is a king like David. 
They want someone like David to sit on the throne, which is weird since David was awful, but whatever. And so along comes Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus is Messiah. Or at least some people start calling him that. And so folks get this idea, this, this idea. Ah, Jesus, king like David, strong underdog against the big powering empire of Rome. Or whatever else they start thinking about who Jesus might be. And along comes Jesus. And we don't have a lot of descriptions, but I'm going to guess he wasn't hot. I mean, he probably wouldn't have been on the cover of People magazine. He rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. Yeah, right? And he goes straight to the cross. And maybe that makes him exactly a king like David. Maybe what God saw in David is what God became in Jesus. One who is broken and vulnerable and whose skin is thick with sin. Willing to dive in deep and swim into the vulnerability and powerlessness that it is to be alive, to be human, to be a broken-hearted person. To be that which is beyond hope. Laid in a tomb on a dark and holy Saturday. And God says, I can work with this too. And so it is with you. Beautiful, broken, ugly, beloved you. You, you are what you are. You are what you are. And God sees all of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. God sees all of it. No matter how much you might want to try and cover it up, God sees it. And God still says, Yep. This one is mine. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.